Hello and welcome to The Green Pod. This is episode five coming at you. Uh, I'm here with my co-host Daniel Apple and today our guest is Mr. Tenner. Hi. Uh, Mr. Tenner, welcome teacher. on the show. Thank you. Boy, we have a big episode today. This is the first uh, yes. time we're having a teacher on the show. Mr. Tenner's got a big smile on his face <laughs> right now because he's excited I to feel be privileged. Part of, yes. I've heard you mention the podcast before in class. Yeah. So. We're, we're honored <laughs> to have made a difference. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about a couple of different things today. And um, we've wanted to have a teacher on for a while because it's a bit of a different perspective. You know, the brain is a little more developed <laughs> uh-huh, when you're older. Right. My frontal lobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we have a good episode planned for today. So first, um, just let's get to know you a little bit more. And for people who haven't had you in class, um, can you tell us a little bit about like your background? Uh, before you came to DeSoto High School? Sure. Um, well, I grew up, I'm going to go way back. Oh, I grew yeah. up in Salina, Kansas, moved to Prairie Village, went to the Harvard of Public Schools, which was Shy Mission East. <laughs> uh, and then uh, after East, I went to K-State, and I originally um, was interested in art. Like That was really what I enjoyed doing the most in uh, in high school, and I kind of saw like a career path that way. I didn't know exactly what, and I still don't know exactly what. Um, but, uh, but I was into art. I majored in art, uh, in college. And then I think my sophomore year, I had to take a, just gen ed requirements. And my advisor said, well, you could take psychology, blah, blah, blah. And I had no, no, like real background. Like I'd had a, like a little bit of cultural artistic interest in psychology, like Freud and surrealism and stuff like that. But beyond that, like it didn't, didn't know much about psychology, yeah. and then I took it and just loved the class, and then added that as a major, and then got my yeah teaching <laughs> certificate, and then that that's my background. Wow! So you so you didn't study psychology at all till your sophomore college? Sophomore in college, yeah. Oh, I think wow. I'd had um, I was into Freud in high school mm-hmm. because of surrealism, the art movement that was largely based on the ideas of the unconscious. Uh, um, you know, and those artists try to capture that idea, like Salvador Dali and Rene Magritte and people like that. And um, I'm probably boring your listeners, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, so so that's that's the exposure to psychology I had. Didn't take it in high school or anything. Interesting. So it's not too late after high school <laughs> no, to get involved. Uh, not, never too late. Um, so kind of, I guess, leading into that. So what's kind of your history of your time here at DHS? So um, I think tw- I've been here 12 years. So my first year, I actually got hired because um, they needed someone to teach art and social studies. They needed like a halftime person. Mm-hmm. Since I had an art background, um, I I got the job. So my first year, I taught, taught half art and half um, social studies, which was, I think, world studies is what they called wow. it at the time. It was with freshmen. And then I taught, like, studio art, like, drawing. I think it was drawing. Drawing an art one or gotcha. something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so you used to teach art and social studies. So why did you choose to, like, transition into um, more of a psychology-focused? Like, yeah, or the like, specifics of, like, kind of, like, what really brought you yeah. into Okay, so they eventually needed a full-time social studies teacher. So I dropped the... <laughs> art half of it. I wasn't even certified in art anyway, yeah. so uh, I wasn't going to last long in that position. Um, and then Marietta Copeland, who this room might be named after her, I'm not sure, um, was the longtime psychology teacher. And then she um, she just gave up. I don't remember the how it worked out, but she didn't teach us psychology anymore. She may have gone half time or something like that. And so 
like a psychology position came open. I was super excited. Yeah. They gave it to me because my background, I was also um, certified in, to teach psychology. So that's how I got the job. And I, I started teaching that like maybe nine years ago. And then I got AP psychology about seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that. Interesting. So are you like, are you certified to teach Social studies as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So and you teach. I'm legit. Yeah. <laughs> so you. So you you teach AP US history too, right? Uh, and yeah. then, and, and then do you have a world history class as well? No, a regular US. And oh, okay. A regular. regular psych. So so junior. Uh, so that's junior year junior. history, right? US history. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, yeah. So generally, how is like learning about psychology and doing some psychology? How does that kind of change your worldview and how you mm. view things? Because you can like apply things. I've noticed even just like AP Psych. Oh, it's like I'm looking at the world. I can sort of like apply things. You you almost look stuff. at the world like in concepts. Like mm. you can't help yourself. Like I was driving home on Friday, um, and all the cars were getting over to the left lane. And then I got over to the left lane, and then these cars were flying by on the right. And I'm like, what are they oh, doing? Yeah. And it's, then all of a sudden, and that. then everyone started getting over to the right. And so then I got over to the right again. And then ultimately, what, what caused the backup was like a wreck in the left lane. But like everyone was doing what everyone else in front of them mm. was doing because they must have believed that they knew what they were doing. And I was thinking oh, informational because yeah, they couldn't influence. see the wreck, right? Right. They couldn't yeah. see the wreck yet. And and so then like you know the the ideas just start popping into my head of like you know what concept that is. So I, you just get like you I don't know the the world becomes a little bit more organized once you kind of understand like yeah. how it behaves and how it works and things that seem like really strange and odd sort of become like understandable um just like a rainbow is like strange and odd and wonderful but then if you understand like light and refraction and all that stuff you can kind of understand how it works yeah. and i think psychology is kind of the same idea like human behavior becomes like understandable and it's not so like just weird nod and, and abstract interesting so you have a so you think you have an understanding a more of like an understanding of yourself and your surroundings almost like why right. people act the way they do. interesting yeah i've noticed definitely because i've only taken regular psychology uh -huh. and i wish i would have taken regular psychology <laughs> earlier uh -huh. yeah. so i could have gotten involved <clears throat> in the ap psychology this year and i wasn't even planning to take psychology which is interesting because i was interested in psychology my junior year i read a, i read a book uh -huh. a psychological book actually it was interesting what but was your psychological book it was the I brain like fog fix okay uh huh. This is free endorsement. For, but, uh, it was really interesting. It was about like your diet and like basically your life habits and how it's like basically everything we're doing is inhibiting our brain's ability to um, function well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, basically, so it's all fogged, which is the metaphor. Right. Um, and then you had like a big plan that you could do. Like the first, like I think it was like 200 pages. It was um, talking about like the science. He talked about some of his patients that he helped and tied each each patient situation into a different lesson. Uh -huh. And then the last one was like a, like a six week, like last couple, like I think it was like a hundred pages, like a plan. Um, and I, I didn't do the plan. It was like a six week <laughs> thing. And it was like, like your diet and like yeah. a spiritual practice and meditating and all that stuff. But I didn't, right. I didn't do that, but I read, I read about it, but uh -huh. Well, yeah, yeah, because like I, I almost, I was just, I had psychology, like the regular one of my thing. Um, but it was like the last day you could change into right. like you change your classes. I, I ran into students and I was like, I want to take AP psych. Yeah, because I I, I was thinking about it and I, I was really interested in like sort of the animal psychology thing. Uh -huh. Like because I, I was reading a lot of books at the time about like um, like how animals work and like um, a good one I'd recommend if we're doing book recommendations. <laughs> is, um, it's called The Soul of an Octopus. 
Uh-huh. And it's it, it goes into the story of like how octopuses are actually really octopi, octopi whatever octopi <laughs> <laughs> um, are actually like very pretty intelligent what uh-huh. they do and they can almost like feel emotions. Um, and obviously, it could just be anthropomorphic. How do you pronounce yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Humans like thinking it's just human behavior, right. but it goes into um, this doctor's um, kind of like looking at like. Uh, throughout like the aquariums and like how they react to stuff it's, it's really interesting stuff so I was reading a bunch of books on that and I was like you know it'd be really interesting to take AP Psych on it so I just so, I barely got in on time it sounds AP like Psych. we all have had great experiences with psychology uh-huh. um, and it's definitely something I recommend for everybody but um, so how can students here at DeSoto get more involved in psychology and, and learn more about that we'll take the regular psych <laughs> yeah. is, you know, it's only a semester, so it's, like, pretty easy to fit in your schedule yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then um, and you don't have to take regular psych to take AP Psych. Some students oh, mistakenly really? think that. I you don't that. have to. <laughs> um, it wouldn't hurt you. Um, yeah. But uh, but then, if you know, if you took regular psych and you really liked it, then you could take AP yeah. Psych. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, as you're saying, there's so, much, there's so many books or podcasts. There's so yeah. many different ways to, mm-hmm. like, learn about psychology. And I think... Um, I think with like social emotional health being like a real like um, a focus right now, I think psychology is like wonderful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I think kids, teenagers are really interested in questions about who they are, where they're going. They're, they're starting to be a little bit more introspective. And then this is a, like a perfect time for psychology in their yeah. lives because they can think about things that they've never really thought about yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. So. so. So they can do that in high school. Where can that take them um, for maybe college or a career? What, what, what can they do if they're really interested? Well, so my advice would be, like, if you are interested in psychology, is to have a career path in your head going forward. Because, <laughs> or you'll be like me, where you'll major in psychology, but you won't really be thinking about, like, what am I going to do with this afterwards? Mm-hmm. Um, which is important, because then if you if you have an idea, like, let's say I... Um, I major in psychology, and then I want to go into school psychology. Like, that would be a good transition, you know, because, yeah. like, almost any, like, major career in psychology, you're probably going to need your master's or your Ph.D., like, clinical psychology or whatever. So if you can kind of be thinking about that beforehand, then you, like, transition once you graduate with your undergraduate into the, the next program. So it's you can go into all sorts of uh, fields with um, psychology. I mean, there's forensic psychology. There's school psychology. There's clinical psychology. A lot of students are interested in clinical psychology, working with and helping people. And again, I think that's like an area that's like going to be oh, yeah. growing yeah. Uh, quite a bit, you know, just because of Americans don't, I don't think, take care of their social emotional health <laughs> real well. And then yeah. we, do, we do all sorts of things, social media. Yeah. Other yeah, things it's too. the brain fog. Uh-huh. Fix. Our brains are fogged. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. It's um, an interesting news article on the... Uh, uh, it's, they're not actually going to implement it, I'm pretty sure, but Instagram was thinking about, like, implementing, like, a way to, like, hide likes. Right, so yeah, you I can see that. your own uh-huh. your Because own people are sitting there thing. judging themselves. Yeah. Because it's just constant, like, feedback. Really? Of checking. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't think it's going to actually implement because that would not be good for their business because it's like... People like to see. Yeah, it's like a drug dealer being like, oh, I think you're taking a little bit too many drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, because likes and stuff, it's, like, addictive. It's, like, it's a little feedback. It's like, oh... Yeah. They like it. They like it. Yeah. Just, and you get sucked in. I don't really post things. enough on my Instagram to to feel like I've kind of got sucked in. Yeah. But I definitely no, notice that when I post something mm-hmm. and I get a lot of likes, I'm like, man, I feel good about yeah, myself. It's, it's right. a little endorphin uh-huh. yeah. rush. Um, because I'm, it's um, social media, like all social media is kind of designed to do that. So 
I would definitely recommend for you. Yeah. Uh If if you want to improve your mental health, I would definitely (laughs) recommend like I've I've tried to majorly back off of social media the past year. Like Snapchat and stuff is still fine if you're just doing it like with your friends. Right. Um and it, obviously it's all in moderation, but if you're just always, you know, scrolling through your feeds, it's, it's definitely gonna wear on you because people always, you know, put up the best versions of themselves that and then it's like it's just not right. realistic. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of leads us into the next um Oh, was this the tough question? Yeah, this is yeah. the tough question. <laughs> About so we're kind of talking about like the impact that social media can have on like somebody's brain, but mm-hmm. um, and so are there any particular psychological effects or phenomena that <laughs> uh, high school students should be aware of? Like maybe one that are, that are interesting or, or some that like they should be careful of, or you know, because we're kind of mm-hmm. kids at the so you know mm-hmm. between freshman and senior year, you know, you mature, you grow a lot. So is there any? So specific things or anything that's, you know, so specifically interests you. You've both been in like a psychology class of mine and you know that I emphasize sleep a lot. Uh, yes. which, I mean, maybe that doesn't sound like uh-huh. a real interesting psychological phenomenon. Yeah. But I think if there's like one thing, it's free, it's available to everyone. <laughs> you can easily do it, take it. It's uh, sleep. Um, and just like just study after study of like the health effects, you know, of sleep loss and then mm-hmm. the health benefits of getting uh, adequate sleep. To me, there's, um, it, it's just something that's so free and there that yeah. that's like a phenomenon. Because everybody sleeps. Everybody sleeps. Everybody like, goes to bed. It's just a thing people yeah. do. Right. At the end of the night, you get in your bed and you go to sleep uh, and you wake up the next day. Everybody does. And people think they're fine if they don't get sleep, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but they're really not. And, I, I mean, feel like something that ties into that is, I mean, it's not, it's not sleep, but I was, uh, is water and like dehydration. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've read a lot recently where people are really dehydrated. And actually I saw a study come out today while I was looking on my phone. Is I think it's one in five kids in the United States don't drink any water. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they, they get their, <laughs> I can see that like, yeah, like and, soda and uh, sugary drinks or mm-hmm. like, you know, tea or something, but they don't actually drink like pure water. Right. It's like crazy dehydrated. My body gives me a feedback. Like I get a headache. Like yeah, I yeah. immediately know I need water. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, I yeah. And that's a really big problem with, nowadays. With sleep, I know that, um, I feel horrible on the days I don't get enough mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm always really cranky and. Like I'm just really irritable and I always, those days when you wake up and you, you slept really well and you just get out of bed really, right. like you just feel so much better. Mm. Um, and it's something that like, it's something that you can't like, like it's something that you have to kind of change over like a decent amount of time yeah. because you can't, um, you know, if I'm like getting up like at 2 p.m. Saturday mm. and then I'm going to sleep all day Sunday, your brain hasn't forgotten that you didn't. Or, you know, if I deprive myself of sleep Friday night, whatever it is, your brain's not going to forget uh, all that sleep that you've lost. And yeah. so really, like, you have to kind of change your schedule. Yeah, having a good general. sleep schedule is important. Like, I get up roughly the same time in the summer that I do during the school year. And yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I just, on the weekends, uh-huh. I like, I, I don't, I've never been very good at sleeping in, but sometimes <laughs> I just, I'm in bed. And I'm just, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah. Um, definitely, I feel like I just, I've always, because mm-hmm. in that book I read, um, ever since then, I've been, because um, he talked a lot about not getting enough sleep and how that is like mm-hmm. linked with like Alzheimer's and dementia right. and stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't want Alzheimer's. Right. I don't want dementia. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather just go to sleep an hour earlier yeah, as no, a kid than, than yeah. lose my 
functioning <laughs> brain. Yeah. Later on. Um, but yeah, definitely my friends <laughs> like to make fun of me. Uh-huh. You know, like, oh, really? You're going to bed, Daniel? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. I'm yeah. right. not going to push it yeah. anymore. That's right. But yeah, especially with um, with like sleep and uh, like waking up and like trying to um, not sleep in. I, I usually try to cut myself back on sleeping in because sometimes I'll sleep in uh-huh. till like, you know, like 11 or 12 and mm-hmm. I wake up and then like I get a little bit depressed because I'm like this entire day is like, you know, that's how yeah. that's <laughs> it's, a, it's like I've wasted right. it. Uh-huh. It's like it's not, you know, I just feel like I've, I've lost my. I actually stuff. have a question. If you don't know the answer, then that's fine. But sometimes I feel like. When I get a lot of sleep, I, I, I don't feel – I feel like there's kind of like a golden area of like like nine hours or so. But sometimes I'll get 10 or 11 hours of sleep and I'm really tired and I, I still feel really tired and I still feel really kind of – just kind right. of gross. Uh-huh. Do you know why? I don't know. But I mean I can totally connect. Like if you nap for too long yeah. mm-hmm. and then you're just like you're shot for the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Because you have, you have like the inertia and the sleep inertia. Yeah. And you just – it's hard. I don't know what it is. I want – I, I wonder if it's because you sleep in stages uh-huh. that I'm just waking up in a different stage of sleep. Uh, so I, I would definitely recommend. I've been using the the power nap method a lot more, where you set an alarm on your phone. I know it doesn't work for everyone because some people don't wake up through uh-huh. alarms. But it's I think it's about twenty minutes. Yeah. I read. Oh yeah, is, 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 is the perfect time, time where if you, I did if your body can Eastern power nap and it was perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It helps yeah. if you have two kids who will come wake you up. Oh, so they can't keep sleeping. You don't need an alarm, right? Yeah. Well, no choice. this has been a great episode. Yeah, I feel I like I've gotten this. more insight into psychology, mm-hmm. and I'm already interested as well. And you know, we recommend getting involved. Um, and obviously, Definitely. Mr. Tenor is—he's mm-hmm. right. you know, he's, he's <laughs> all right. He's a decent teacher. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, yeah, you know, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.